I look at the deal as if I was flipping it myself. Yeah. I want mm -hmm. all of my borrowers to make money on the deal because when they do, I get repeat business and I get referrals. And that's my life. You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Azria Show. We are completely over thrilled with our guest on today. And yep. before we get to our guest, we have our lovely, oh, lovely, immaculate executive director, Mike Delpreet here with yes, us. How yes. you doing, Mike? Great, man. Glad to be here. Hey, man, just kind of recapping, you know, this past week we had Andrew Smoot and we talked about mm -hmm. mobile home investing. So if you guys missed anything from last week, make sure you go to asria.org. Can you still get the, still get the, the, it, it, Friday at 12, it ends. So, yep, just head our website, call the office. If you need, want any information on investing in mobile homes, we'll hook you up. Okay, so make sure you get in there. If you're interested in mobile homes, do that. But before we transition, we want to welcome you to the show. Andrew Bang, how yes. are you, hey, Andrew? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Excited yeah. to be here, talk a little bit about hard money and flipping homes and really what's going on with, with the market right now. Let's do it. Excellent, Let's... excellent. And, that, and that's kind of where our show is going on today is talking about hard money and flipping and the state of money in the economy right now. So we wanted to bring in a professional to talk to the members and the guests about that. So strap on your seatbelts, guys. Let's get ready to go because Andrew has a lot he's going to share with us. So Mike, I'm going to pass it over to you. First question you want to ask Andrew. Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So keep it simple, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah, Arizona native. I mean, how far back are we going to go? Born and raised yeah. right here in Tempe. I went to Arizona State University for accounting. I was an accountant for about six years. And then that brought me to 2008. So 2008, I'm hating my job doing mm -hmm. accounting for a construction company. And uh, I hear about these short sales and foreclosures that are mm -hmm. kind of starting. You know, markets turn, it's going downhill. A friend of mine puts an offer on a property in Levine, short sale. She offers two ninety four, dollars and she's going to buy it as a rental. Bank says no. And then she happened to have a real estate agent that was savvy about the trustee auctions. And this home was going to trust the auction that next week. She goes to the auction. She buys it at auction for $270,000. Mm. And I hear the story. I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would the bank say no to two ninety four right. one week? And the next week they're accepting two seventy. Not only that, there's multiple offers on the property. So there's, mo there's more than one person that wanted this property at a higher price. I look into the auctions. I'm like, well, there's an opportunity here. You know, I go to my boss. I was working for a construction company. They had done really well during the boom because they're doing a lot of new builds. Right. They had no business now because there's no new builds being built in 2008 with the market crashing. Right. And I say, hey, let's, let's uh, diversify a little bit, take some of this money, go buy a few of these distressed properties and keep them as rentals. That mm -hmm. was my initial pitch. Okay. Mm -hmm. So March, 2008, I buy my first home at the trustee auction, has a great margin, I go to him, I say, hey, let's not keep it as a rental. Let's flip it. He said, fine, just run with it. Do whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable. He trusted me. And then I flipped five homes in three months. Okay. Nice. I wow. stopped being an accountant. I jumped full-time into flipping homes. Got it. I flipped homes for this construction company for about a year. 
And then after that, I started up my own company where I was doing a bid service at the trustee auctions. Oh, okay. Then flipping for myself. I kept them as my client. And okay. then I was able to get uh, bring other people on board. Let's give some some people that weren't around in the business or remind some of those that were in the business at that time, the bidding service. It was crazy down there, yeah. right? Like just you a had a madhouse. Yeah. It was a madhouse one. Yeah. I, I was never in that world, but yeah. I just knew a lot of the bidders providing like how'd that game work? Just yeah. like how you got paid and what you did as a mm-hmm. service provider. Yeah. It's a whole process of itself. When someone comes to me and say, Hey, I want to flip homes and I'm going to buy my homes through the trustee auction. I'm like, well, let's pump the brakes here for a second. Mm-hmm. Cause they're two set buying a property at the trustee auction is a whole process in itself. Mm-hmm. Flipping a home is a whole process right. in itself. Yeah, exactly. Let's not try to combine those for our first ones. Cause that's okay. a lot mm-hmm. to learn. Buying a property at the trustee auction, these banks, they put their opening bid on a property that they're about to foreclose on. They just own the note at this point. Yep. The trustee auction is where the note becomes the property. It's that transition. Mm -hmm. The bank puts one price on that note, whether it's their full amount or maybe they're okay taking a little bit of loss, whatever they come up with that number, that's the opening bid. And it's never more. They can't take more. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Right. They have to, there's regulations and stuff of how much they can put as their opening bid, but they can put all their late fees in there and and, and Mm -hmm. it's all up. Sure. But most of the time, so there's an opening bid on the property. If anybody bids $1 more then they are taking over that property. Okay. And so everyone has the same list. It's all public information. Mm-hmm. Everyone down there is bidding on the same properties. Probably 80% of them, the the price is too high, and they just let those revert back to the bank, and then the bank gets that as a, as a REO, bank-owned property. Okay. But say that 20% or so, <clears throat> those are the ones that are, are way under value, and those are the ones that we all bid on. It's, it's funny because when I first moved here to Arizona, it was, what, 2010, so mm-hmm. – the auction steps were still thriving oh, and still yeah. going, right? And I was just getting started in real estate. And everybody said, well, you need to go where the action was. And I went straight to the auction house. Yeah. And it was crazy. And I think that's where I saw you. Because oh, when yeah. you walked in, I was like, <laughs> he looks familiar. So, But that's how I built up my business getting started was just going down there networking with the people mm-hmm. that were down there. So, man, mm-hmm. that's, that's a great start. So you didn't yeah. make it to the property wars? You didn't get no. selected, man? No, yeah. so they were down there, right? Yeah. Was, I think it was National Geographic. They set up yeah. a little table down there at yep. the courthouse. Mm-hmm. You yep. go talk to them and, and do like a little interview. And then That's they cool. picked three or four of the people that were right there at the auction. That's cool, and man. And did that show, but. So, okay, so you're down at the auction. You're doing the bidding service. So you, obviously you flipped. You're doing mm-hmm. the bids, the game inside and out. So how does this all transition into hard money lending? Yeah, so. Along the way, when you're down there at the trustee auction buying these homes, all these other strategies that I didn't know anything about, like you, they just, they come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're buying these properties and there's opportunities there for whether it's a subject to or seller finance or your wholesaling deals and private money was one of them. So I'd have all these people that wanted to bid on the homes that I was offering the bid service. And then they're like, they're going out to these other hard money lenders and getting the loans. Well, I had built up some money and so on some of these deals that I'd wholesale, I'd just keep the note. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd keep the money in the deal. So essentially I was the private money lender. Mm. And back then you could get 18%. Yeah. yeah. And they were putting at least 20% down. So very low risk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd make my wholesale assignment the same day I bought the home at the auction. And okay. then I'd make 18% on my money for the next three to five months. And I'm like, well, that was the easiest money right, I've ever right. made. Yeah. Wow. But it took me 10 years to realize yeah. this is really what I should focus on. So it was 10 years that I focused, flipping homes was my full-time income. That was my main focus with doing some wholesaling and some private money lending on the side. Boomerang Capital was one of the lenders I used when I was flipping. Mm -hmm. And then 2018, I decided I should really focus on this private money side. 
Okay. I think I, I know a lot of the people in the industry, so I'd have a lot of context that I could go to. And then I understand how it all works. I'd be coming at it differently than other hard money lenders. Because what I realized was a lot of these hard money lenders are banking backgrounds or yep. commercial banking, yep. mortgage backgrounds. My background was flipping homes. Mm. And that's one of the things that I was going to say is a great way for people to understand your background is you're not just a banker, but you've been in those shoes. You analyze the deals as a flipper would analyze a deal. So you can always, if someone is coming to you saying, I want a loan, you know exactly what to look for. And you can tell them, hey, this won't work because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, no, that's what you guys are known for. Actually, yeah. my wife has a fix and flip client. Just She uses you guys all the time. Yeah. And she's always running the deal by you, mm -hmm. you know, and you guys are saying no, yes, no. Yep. Like that's a great indicator if you're mm -hmm. new to real estate investing. If your hard money lender doesn't want to lend on it, right? you want to ask yeah. why. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I look at the deal as if I was flipping it myself. Yeah. I want mm -hmm. all of my borrowers to make money on the deal because when they do, I get repeat business and I get referrals and that's my lifeblood, yep. right? It's in, and so... When someone sends me a deal, I want to make sure that there's enough room in there for me to get paid, for the contractor to get paid, for the real estate agent to get paid, and then, of course, for the investor to get paid. Because unfortunately, a lot yeah. of people don't realize that the investor is the last person to get paid on a flip. Everyone mm -hmm. else will make their money, and if whatever's left over, that's the investor's. Trust me, we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so just in short, what is hard money yeah. lending? Let's yeah. start there. Hard money is an asset-based loan. The hard part of the hard money lending that the word is because it's a hard asset. So normally a hard money lender would not pull credit because that'd be a credit based loan. Hard mm -hmm. money loan is a loan based on that asset alone. Okay. And so like for us at Boomerang, we've never pulled anyone's credit. We don't order appraisals. We do our own in-house valuations. And so we can close in literally one day when we need to. Yeah. We like three days notice, but mm -hmm. if you got a deal that's got to close tomorrow where your lender dropped out, a good hard money lender can step in there and, and take care of that. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And they're good because some of those I've dealt in my own personal transactions, when you, for those quick closings, you're always, sometimes you're always in that situation. We're waiting on the docks. Mm -hmm. the title's yeah. always waiting on the docks from the hard money. Like, right. oh, they're on vacation. Yep. <laughs> Whatever oh, yeah. it is. No, mm -hmm. not boomerang, man. All right. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can do that. We, we do our best. Yeah. So as a newer investor coming to do, let's say my first flip or my mm -hmm. fifth flip, Sure. What should I present to you as a lender to quote unquote, almost get this thing guaranteed funded? Yeah. All I need is a property address and a purchase price. Okay. Yeah. You can share your ARV with me and your rehab budget. But if you just start me off with a property address and a purchase price, that gives me a good base of, let me look at this property without any outside influences. And let me say, all right, I, I've seen the pictures online. I think the rehab's this. I think the ARV's this. Where are you at on it? And then if we're That's both on the excellent. same page, then, hey, we know the people who matter the most about this property is the people who have the money in the deal. And mm -hmm. that's the investor and the hard money lender. Mm -hmm. That's why oh. I hate appraisals. Got it. And they don't have, they shouldn't have any part of hard money lending because it's an outside person that's getting paid whether they do a good job or not. Because not. Yep. you take 10 appraisers, give them the same house, they'll come up with 10 different values mm -hmm. and none of those will be the value that you sell the house for. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. And if you sell the house for less than what that appraises for, does that appraiser lose any money on the deal? No, he still made his 500 or 700 yeah. bucks. He still took his two weeks to, to do that. To do it, you, right. right? And it's like, there was no real value here. Like, yeah. why did you just charge me this money and make take two weeks? To, you know, yeah. if you have a hard money lender that knows what they're doing, that can evaluate a deal in 10 minutes or less, then that's a value add to your team. Okay. okay. So what are the structures? So, okay. Yep. 
yes, I want to, you like the deal. Yeah. All right. So what's your structure look like? Down payments, mm -hmm. interest rates, what's going on in today's world? Yeah. So hard money, we're at about 11% right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's with one point. If you don't want any points, we can do like a 12% loan. With Tell us points. what a point is. Let's yeah. keep it basic. Okay. One point is 1% mm -hmm. of the loan amount. Okay. $100,000 loan. One point on a $100,000 loan is $1,000. Gotcha. $200,000 loan, it's $2,000. Got it. And yeah. if, if it's a hundred thousand dollar acquisition price for mm -hmm. them and their homeowner, whoever they're buying yeah. from, you'd lend. They had a twenty percent down. So fifteen percent down. Okay. Yep. Okay. So if it's over two hundred thousand, we'll go to ten percent. Okay. So if you want that better down payment, right? So the for us, we look at what default loans come in. If they're buying a flip between two hundred and seven hundred thousand, that is the best loan for us. Very very few defaults. Okay. So because of that, we're going to be higher leveraged. Okay. So why, why at that price point, there's a lower default rate than the lower price points? Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot of variables that go into it. Okay. I think the lower price points, it might just have to be a lot of the newer investors like the lower price point because it's okay. an easier barrier of entry. Mm -hmm. Lower price point, higher rehab. That's a big red flag for us. If you're mm -hmm. buying a house for 120000 and needs 80000 rehab, a lot can go wrong, wrong there. Okay. There yeah. But yeah, we've just, that's what we've seen from doing as many loans as we have. Fix and flip, single family house in between 200000 and 700000 That's the best type of hard money loan for us. Cool. Okay. And we will do the most leverage and we'll make, that's the easiest loan for us to do. So what do you look at as far as differences when it comes to the investor per se? We know mm -hmm. the asset, we know the yeah. property, but Mike has been flipping for 10 years. He's done, let's just say a hundred deals with you guys. Mm -hmm. I just started yeah. and I'm on my second flip. Right. What's the caveat? How would you look at me as an investor versus Mike? Yeah. And this is just for our newer investors. Sure. Sort of. So I'm asking basic questions that, so we don't pull credit. We don't really underwrite the borrower. What I do mm -hmm. is I talk to them before we do the loan. It's a five to 10 minute conversation. And I'm asking them, oh, tell me about the rehab. It's certain questions that are very specific, but I'm looking for certain answers. Gotcha. So I say, oh, tell me about the rehab. Oh, you know, we're going to do 50,000. I have my cousin coming in who's, or my brother-in-law is out of work, but he knows some construction stuff. I'm like, okay, red flag. Is the contractor that you're using, is he experienced with flip homes? Have you used them before? Have you seen their work before? How organized are they? Do you, not only do you have a loan quote from them, I mean a, a rehab quote, rehab quote. Yeah. but do you have a rehab timeline from your contractor? Okay. Now those will change, right? Mm -hmm. Day one, something's going to come up and change, but... If we have something set from the beginning, then we can modify along the way hundred times better than if you don't have anything because change orders are deal killers. Yep. Yep. So with that rehab quote, you want everything listed out, broken down as much as possible. You want the timeline. You want everything. You want to be on the same page before it starts. That's one of the questions. I want to see who they're working with and have they worked with them before. The other one is maybe I'll say, oh, I'm not seeing the value in this home. You're mm -hmm. buying it for 200,000, putting 50 into it. You think the ARV is 400,000. I think it's 350. How did you get that 400,000? Mm -hmm. And they go, oh, I looked at Zillow. Oh, I was on Redfin. Oh, I have a realtor that gave me that number. Gotcha. So all that's telling me, okay, if you looked at Zillow and Redfin, they don't have access to the MLS. The MLS they don't right. have the real data. Okay. So mm -hmm. red flag there, but not, it's not a deal killer. Right. So I say, all right, your realtor, do they have experience in selling flip homes? And your realtor is going to get paid whether you make money or not. Yep. So what's their motivation here? Let me see your realtor CMA. I mm -hmm. love that one. Because they're like, oh yeah, I'll send, they send me the realtor CMA. The CMA has three comps at 350, 320, and 300,000. 
I'm like, where did they get 400,000 for? 400,000, yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't yeah. even look at their realtor CMA. Right. And sometimes or, just because a realtor comped it. Yeah. Who's <laughs> a realtor, right? Right. So. so that's right. So I'm saying, how organized are they? Once we close that loan on Friday, will the contractor start that same Friday? Or mm-hmm. are they going to be out two weeks? Okay. And then where are they getting their comps from? How much do they understand this future value? Okay. All along, I'm going on how can this person, is this person good at problem solving? Because gotcha. problems come up all along on this flip. Mm-hmm. And when the, the sewer breaks and they didn't plan on a $10,000 putting a new sewer in, are they going to have the money to do that? Are they going to have the ability to go and and get a new yeah. quote? Are they going to have the ability to fire their contractor if the contractor is not working well? All these problems that can come up with a flip that, that we've seen, why the flips fail, mm-hmm. can they handle those? Yeah, That's yeah. the underwriting Good that stuff, I'm doing man. with this borrower. Right. Excellent. So, yeah. so I have a question. So going maybe towards the more experienced, you just went 15% down mm-hmm. sometimes. So you guys, so if it's a hundred thousand dollar per acquisition, 15% of that, we got to come out of pocket and remember, so everyone listening and you have to have the budget for your repairs. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is sometimes see Marcus and I are deal finders and we yeah. can find really good deals. So when I've been in deals where it's like, you know, my purchase price is low, like it's not 65%, it's like 50, it's like super low. Right. So I always, some hard money lenders are like, yo, can I get like 5% down? Like yeah, I got right. a big hefty yeah. margin here. Mm-hmm. Like, right. so do you guys ever budge on the 15% with an experienced investor or a long-term relationship? So there, there's ways to get that down payment down lower. Mm-hmm. It's not through the deal itself though. It's Got through it. collateral and something else. Okay. okay. So we always want some t- sort of collateral or skin in the game. Got it. So uh, the easiest way of collateral is if they have a free and clear property. If they own yeah. a townhouse or condo that's free and clear. Okay. I can mm-hmm. throw a lien on that and then I can fund all your other deals at hundred percent. Cause I know if in the event of default, I have something to fall back right. on. Yeah. Okay. But even though the default percentage margins you have are even bigger potentially mm-hmm. right that's just up because we bought yeah. it much deeper sure you guys just don't even look at that it's like hey here's acquisition right 15 got it okay i'll Fair give enough. you my best terms but it's going to be 15 or 10 percent down All right. okay yeah. Fair enough. okay i like that getting creative so free and clear property yeah mm-hmm. all right would you do like would do you guys lend on renovations we do yeah you do that? purchase okay. and okay. renovations absolutely okay talk let's talk about that and let's, yeah. yeah yeah so is that together at 20% or 15% down. Yeah. I think I heard 10% down. So yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so let's just stick with 10%, 10, 15%, 10%, 10%. 10%. Right. 10% is for purchase only and they cover rehab themselves. Got it. I can include okay. rehab in the loan, but it's, then it's just 15% down at any price. Okay. okay. Yeah. But then it's a hundred percent of rehab on the back end by draws. Okay. And our draw process, but every draw process for every lender is different. Most of the time you have to order an inspection and it's 150, 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you're initially, so essentially you have to pay to get money you've already been approved for. Mm-hmm. And then you have to argue with an inspector that comes out. We don't do any inspections. We don't do any draw fees. Okay. We okay. Say, take pictures of the house as it gets completed and then just email it to me and then I'll send you that money. Oh, nice. We want to trust our borrowers. So I say, I'll, I will trust you until you give me a reason not to. So gotcha. if you send in a draw request and you're taking pictures of a different house, well, then your draws stop. Right. You know? yeah. And we have, we, if there's anything that has to do with fraud, right. Then mm-hmm. draws stop. And, but we want to be a value add to the project. We mm-hmm. do not want to be an obstacle. They have to overcome to flip that house. Okay. Yeah. So a person can come in with a great margin on a property mm-hmm. with 15% down and yep. get the acquisition and the rehab costs done. Correct. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. That's huge. 
All right. So, all right. So what else we got here? So, man, I had a question for you. Did you keep any of those houses back in the day? Oh, yeah. I got a few. All right. Good for you, man. Good for you. All right. That's it. Every time someone brings it, sorry, I'm jumping around, but 08 or whatever, I'm always Mm -hmm. like, yeah, don't you keep Yeah. Good for you. They're they're called rentals by accident. Yeah. And they're the best type of rentals. It's when you buy a house to flip it, it doesn't work out, and you're like, I should just refinance this and keep it as a rental. Rental. And then a few years later, like, I should have done with this with every single property. Hindsight's 2020. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And then at the time, you need the cash. Flip generates cash. Mm-hmm. Rentals mm-hmm. generate the long-term wealth, but you, yeah, and you that, need that money. And that's one of the things that people, like Mike say, when you look back and you say, man, I wish I would have kept all of those houses, but you got to put yourself in that position that you was in at that time. Right. And a lot of times at that time, you needed the cash in order for you to try and get more deals. So. Yeah. Oh, Do you guys have like any, I think you guys gave us one a while back when we started the podcast, like any calculators or mm-hmm. any tools that you could share with our members or if they call you or we could share with them to help run their numbers? Yeah, absolutely. So I've got a rehab estimator, okay, a spreadsheet. I've got a deal analysis spreadsheet. Okay. I've got a rehab timeline spreadsheet, which is really good. Okay. Where you're listing every single thing that has to do with that property from buying it, putting the dumpster in there all the way down to giving the keys to the realtor. Love it. And then every, everything has a date on there. That, that's a good one. Okay. I also keep an active list of all the wholesalers in Phoenix. Oh, wow. So if you're a new investor, you're like, where do I find deals? I'm like, for your first deal, don't try to do a big value add. Don't try to buy mm-hmm. a historic home. You mm-hmm. just want to put some lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Go out and find a, a wholesale deal where you're just making ten to 15000 Right. You want to go through that whole process from start to finish and then see how everything falls. Make a little bit of money at the end. But then after it, you will be a real estate investor by experience mm-hmm. instead of a real estate investor by theory. There you go. So good. I like that. So you have a list of all the wholesalers. Obviously, mm-hmm. that list probably grows and shrinks and grows and shrinks. All the time. So with that list, what are you, how is that working out? What are you seeing wholesale-wise? Like, are these deals moving? Are they sitting there? Are there price reductions? What's the wholesale yeah. market look for you? Look I, like for you? I see it pretty strong right now. Yeah. It's, I, I haven't seen. People are still buying. I've seen a slowdown in the market itself. I have some concerns there. Homes are sitting a little bit longer, which is there's no inventory, but there's no buyers. We have this weird stagnant market right now. It is. And I think, will it continue? I don't know. Prices, Mm -hmm. I don't know if prices don't seem to be dropping. They're staying steady. Yeah. So I have some concerns there, but wholesaling is still good. I had a good conversation with Ron, one of our members, and it's, and what you said, like everything's kind of stale. Yeah. So he, we were talking about, and he was saying how the agenda there, when it comes to like loan officers and agents, like prices are going to drop. Just buy now and refi. Prices are going right. to drop. Right. Every Prices are going to drop. Elections coming. Prices are going to drop. Mm-hmm. But he's like, let's just twist that. Flip it upside down. We don't know. Prices are going up. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are going up. He's yeah. like, then people are going to be like, whoa, I better buy now before they're... So, mm-hmm. so I think there's some psychology in the advertising out there. It's it's interesting. I, I try to break it down to its most simplest form. Mm-hmm. I say, when someone's buying a house, are they thinking, will my house be worth more in six months or less in six months? If mm-hmm. they think it's going to be worth more than six months, then they're going to buy now. If they think it's going to be less than six months, then they're saying, I'm going to wait six mm-hmm. months. So what market are we in? Are buyers saying it's going to be more or less? And Saying less. Yeah, they're saying less or they're saying it's the same, but same, maybe I could yeah. get a better interest rate next year. And so 
I think so there's still people sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, it's very important to talk to your hard money lenders and I think title companies. Like you're on the polls. Is it finger or thumb? One of those. Yeah. You're on the polls. Yeah. And yeah, because the end user for a fix and flipper is end home buyer, right? Mm-hmm. So they're qualified. They're, you know, they're going out there. They're looking at the rates, all that stuff. So if the home buyers are slowing down. Your fix and flippers are slowing down, which right. when your wholesalers, you're going to see less yeah. transactions. It's true. Yeah. So we used to have two end buyers for all of our flips, for all of our borrowers. Okay. And one end buyer was the family moving into the house to buy it at full market value. Our okay. other end buyer was a DSCR loan. Mm-hmm. So these people would buy these flips and they're like, I'd just rather get the DSCR loan at three, four percent. It'll cash flow. I don't have to bring any money, more money down because they're using the equity that was built. Mm-hmm. But DSCR loans are getting tougher to get. And then they're at 8% now. And you're like, hard to cash flow. Yep. Yeah. You can't cash flow. That means you're bringing money down at closing and mm-hmm. investors hate to leave money in the deal. So it's yeah. really hurting that strategy. That burr, the whole burr yeah. thing is oh, probably... Yeah. Sinking. It's yeah. So I guess those yeah. books are getting some dust on them. But you want yeah. as many you want as many exit strategies as you can when you buy a house. Right. Flip being the number one, but if you've got four or five others you can fall back on and these higher interest rates, it's kind of taken away a, a few of those other strategies. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. So what strategy are, are you seeing right now? Flips. Just flips. Yeah. Straight flips. flips. Yeah. They're keeping it as a rental, then they're just they know they're gonna have some money stuck in the deal. Okay. Yeah. long-term hold nothing wrong with holding it always healed real estate right yeah. Holding, yeah yeah and and there's other markets where it's great we do a lot of loans in texas okay and san antonio and houston texas has higher property taxes right but in san antonio you could still get a really nice house for two hundred thousand that'll rent for two thousand a month wow mm-hmm. in a nice like b-class neighborhood That's you nice. can't get that in phoenix right, right. now right. you're buying five hundred thousand dollar house in gilbert That'll rent for twenty five hundred a month. Mm, yeah, There's no cash flow. Yeah, you're at a half million for a starter home, like right. first starter, time, yeah. first time home buyers. It's crazy. So, but there's opportunities in cities where that are still appreciating. Yeah. So right now, being a hard money lender, what are you starting to see? Are you seeing more newer investors coming in saying, "Hey, I'm just gonna try this," or are you seeing more of the experienced investors sticking with the? Yeah, with the- we've got our experienced investors back. So they went away. Mm-hmm. I'd say April of twenty twenty two. A lot mm-hmm. of the experienced investors, they sat on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. And then so that the rest of 2022 is all about acquiring new investors, new okay. borrowers. And that's really been our focus. But I'd say about February, March of this year, I started to get those calls from my older clients that had done a bunch of flips. Got like, it. okay, we're getting back into it. And now I'd say I'm probably about 60% return borrowers, 40% new borrowers. So okay. why do you think those older, more experienced buyer, buyers got back into the market? Because they realize that people are finally okay with the 6 and 7% interest rates. Okay. Got it. Yeah. it's It's been in long enough where people understand we're not going to see the, the fours again. It's been yeah. stable. Yeah. 6 and yeah. 7 is the norm. Whenever mm-hmm. you want to buy a house, you're going to get a 6 or 7% interest rate. And that's that. it is what it is. Right. And so I think that the investors have started to see that, that buyers are okay with that. And I think that's yeah. something we've talked about here. And I, I don't know if you remember Alan Langston for years. I know we've always been on like a seller's markets mm-hmm. gradually, but there's times where it just kind of been, it wasn't boom, like, like, like COVID. It didn't just shoot up 10% right. a month or whatever the heck it was. Yeah. But it's, we kind of, like you said, an old investor see the stability that we want a predictable business. Obviously you can't predict our market, but if you could see some stability and it's just kind of like just cruising, even if it stays like this mm-hmm. at six or seven, yeah. I think We'll have a good time flipping. Right. So yep. I'm kind of open for that. Yeah. If you do it, if you do it right. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people that got involved flipping when we had that really good appreciation, mm-hmm. a lot of their errors were cover up. 
No, they can make yeah. a lot of mistakes and still make money. Yes. Yeah. But we yeah. can't see that anymore. Yeah. If you buy a house and you walk in, it's got a, just a crappy floor plan. It's got low ceilings. Two years ago, you could flip that house, still make money. That, yeah. that house is going to sit on the market. Sure. It's going to be one of the 20% that gets canceled. We have a lot of listings that are being terminated and canceling on mm. the MLS. We haven't seen that before. Yeah. And so you're like, all right, what are those homes that are doing it? Well, it's the homes that have the bad floor plans, the homes that back up to power lines, to busy streets. It's all these things that we have avoided for so many years that we knew very few buyers are going to buy this home. This right. is going to be long days on market. And yep. that was covered up there. Let's just say we, not us, not all right, three. Right. <laughs> we always stuck to the fundamentals, man. Yeah. That's like one thing. Yeah, we've caught, once those interest rates switched up, like we had a property, we won't go into into it, yeah. <laughs> but, but we, we had a huge margin. It was a property going into foreclosure, but we bought it so well, although like the interest rates doubled, yeah. what, what ate us up was our whole time. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It just extended more than, we still made it out alive, but like not as good, but because we bought it right. We just stuck right. to the, the try to true notes. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Yeah, that difference between a two bedroom, one bathroom and a three bedroom, two bathroom is huge right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to buy anything that's one bed bathroom if everybody around you has two bathrooms. Two baths, yeah. yeah. Would you go for, I know we talked about lipstick for a beginner. Would you go with the three, one and add a bathroom these days? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. The okay. value adds still play. I like the mm -hmm. buying the three, two and making it a four, three or a two, one and making it a three, two. Absolutely. If it's cool. in the right neighborhood. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, right. tell what time is it? Where are we at? So, oh, we got plenty of time. So, yeah. tell us a story, man. Tell us a hard yeah. money story, a man. Money Maybe story. something ugly or yeah. give us the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, so someone can just see the full process of a deal and the ups and downs and ins and outs. You know. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you about some things we see that we haven't liked. Okay. That maybe okay. someone can learn from. If you can learn from someone else's mistakes, then yeah. you don't have to make them yourself. Of course. Right? Let's do it. So I'll call her Karen. She was, she called me up a few years ago, retired school bus driver. Okay. Okay. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Yep. She's like, I want to get into flipping homes. I've got some money saved up. I'm a retired school bus driver. I said, great. So she sends me this deal. It's on, uh, it's in the Cherry, is it the Cherry? Oh, I, I forget. It's in a historic district in Phoenix. Okay. It's in a neighborhood where part of the neighborhood's historic, part of it isn't. Part of the homes were built in the 1920s, some of it were built in the 1950s. Okay. Because of that, you had a wide range of comps. You had comps from 300000 to a million dollars. Okay. I think it's Cherry Hill District. Cherry Hill, Cherry yeah. Cherry Hill District. Yep. Okay. So she, the one that she's buying is built in the 50s, not historic. Four houses down, sold for like 720000 less square feet, but it's a historic home built in the 20s with tons of character. She's looking at her house, she's buying it for two eighty. Saying there's a huge margin in here, mm -hmm. and I said there's a margin in there, but your curb appeal stinks. Mm -hmm. Like I went out. So for this one, I had some concerns about the property, and I wanted to meet her. So I said, let's go meet at the property before we buy it. Before I lend on it, we walked the deal, pulling up to the property. It's it had a garage that had been converted to another room, so it's got no garage. Uh. 1950s house with just zero curb appeal, and I say, hey, there's there's money in this deal, right? We've got comps that five hundred thousand if you do it right. But what plans do you have to change this curb appeal? Mm -hmm. The inside, it's got a little hallway kitchen. Okay. Mm -hmm. All the rooms are separated. It's not open at all. Yeah. I said, mm -hmm. what are you going to do to open up this kitchen? And she, she had some ideas. I didn't like them too much, but she said, I have a contractor that's done a lot of flips. I've got a budget of $80,000. He's going to do all the design. He's going to do all the work. I said, great. Let's meet him. Right. Call him up. Another day we go back to the property and meet him. 
I like the contractor. Cool. He knows what he's doing. He's got specific ideas for the kitchen, for the curb appeal, for the bathrooms. I said, great, let's do it. She closes the house. I fund it. About two weeks go by. I haven't heard from her. No rehab draw request yet. That's fine. Maybe she's using her own mm-hmm. money up front. Love that. Okay. I call her up. I say, hey, Karen, how are you doing? How's the rehab going? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm at the property right now and I'm painting. And I go, you're painting? You're painting. What are you doing? <laughs> right. I'm like, do you have any experience painting? She's like, it's just painting. Uh, and she's like, I decided the $80,000 was too much to put into this house. So I'm going to do the work myself and save some money. Oh, jeez. And I go, worst line. have you ever tiled any floor? Have you ever done any bathrooms? She's like, well, I watched a YouTube video on how to tile. I'm like, you got to be oh my God. You're, right. You're thinking like, man, my money is tired. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, hey, at this point, her name's on the title. I'm only the lender. I'm just mm-hmm. there to help and add value. Yep. She, she doesn't have to listen to my advice. Yep. So I'm like, you never know. It's on her now. It's her house. Yeah. And so I don't hear from her from another couple of weeks. I call her up. I say, hey, let's go down and meet at the property. I get down there. The house, the interior is half painted. That's the only work that's been done in this property. Wow. And I can see exactly what happened. She started painting in the back in the, one of the bedrooms. She got about halfway through. She looked at her work and said, this has made zero difference. Mm. She didn't do any drywall repairs before. She didn't patch any of the holes. She didn't redo any texture. She chose like an off blue color. Oh, wow. Like, it, yeah. it didn't look yeah. good at all. And she's, she got halfway done with her painting. She said, I'm in over my head. This is not good. And she just stopped. Wow. So mm. she put the house on the market as is. She lost about $20,000 and walked away from it. I said, there's a huge difference between a contractor's work and a homeowner's work. Yep, yep. Not only that, there's a huge difference between a contractor's work and the homeowner's brother-in-law who's out of work that has a little construction yeah. re, uh, you know, experience or, oh, I'm going to do a friend a favor. Right, trying gonna, to help somebody out. Help mm-hmm. somebody out or, oh, I'm gonna, I've got the time. I'm going to put my tool belt on and do this work myself. I'm like, if you don't have any experience doing these, it's not going to turn out good. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about, so there's a lot of stuff there. So we're big on coaching, mentoring, education, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know that saved my life. Like I just listen to other people. So what do, what do you think about that? Do you suggest people maybe buy a course or some type of like, even if it's 50 bucks, yeah. you know what I mean? Or versus a few thousand, whatever it is, like some type of process to follow. I think so many yeah. people get in the yeah. business. Yeah. And just do what you just said. Yeah. You need somebody to follow. A mentor yeah. is great. Yeah. If man. you can find it for free, great. Mm-hmm. But that's hard to find. If you pay a few bucks, a few thousand bucks or whatever it is, that's great. Think about it. Yeah. If you paid one, two, three thousand for a course, that lady just lost 20. 20. Right. (laughs) You need someone to help you along the way, especially with your first one. Mm -hmm. And some people have that entrepreneurial mindset and they can jump on YouTube and they can listen to other people talk. They can come out to Azria and -hmm. listen and they can, all right, I can take what I just learned from a few meetings and go try to flip a house and maybe I'll break even or you lose a few thousand, but that experience, that's what they need. Other people need that mentor. Yeah. They need someone yeah. to say, hey, I found this great deal, but I know I'm going to make mistakes if I try to flip it. Who would like to partner up with me? Mm-hmm. If you find a great deal, everyone wants gonna, is going to want to yeah. partner up with you. Yep. Yeah. And then you get yeah. someone that, that knows how to deal with the problems when they arise. They know not to go with the crazy rehab, not to build a, a water do some crazy backyard landscaping, <laughs> right. right? Don't paint a mural in the in the front room. Yeah, just mm-hmm. keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You know, do the sh- white shaker style cabinets in the 
kitchen, granite. Yep. You do the luxury vinyl plank flooring. You choose a beige or a gray, neutral Keep color. Yeah, don't do the the, the, the the right the hey, blueberry or the auburn mm -hmm. right there. Colors. Like you yeah. guys have always been helpful. You got like so with the Excel sheets and everything you provide. Like just some, if you're, I think there's some pride or ego there too. She just had yeah. sounds like she just called you. Yeah, and be like, yeah. hey whatever i don't know and maybe get some resources or yeah something. well i don't understand it because she had the money she so had the money it's yeah. not like she didn't have the yeah. money she had the money to do the work but one of one of the big red flags that i always see is contractors underbidding mm -hmm. highly underbidding the property and then the, the scope of work and then a newer investor saying okay well this is the cheapest i can get oh, and they yeah. end up going with For that sure. contractor yep. And you get what you pay for, right? Oh, yeah. You know, sure. so if most contractors bid is sixty grand, and you got somebody say, "Oh, I can get everything done for 20, that's a big red flag, right? So here's some other questions to ask a contractor: if, if you never use any of these contractors before, you're brand new, you don't have any relationships yet. You get three bids, and they're all over the place, right? High, middle, low. Mm -hmm. Say, so how much money do you want up front? Yeah. Oh, I want fifty. He's the cheapest guy, and he wants fifty percent up front. Mm. Oh, he's he's not showing up right yeah. <laughs> he's gonna do crappy work and he's like well if you want to change that it there's a it's gonna it's add gonna, a call yeah because yep. this is what you paid for mm -hmm. yeah and so how much money do you want up front can we set up a schedule where you get paid based on the work that's completed i'll give you some money up front or i'll go buy the what i really like is you don't need any money up front but i'll buy your materials, materials up front because yeah. that's what a lot of contractors say i need some money to get started with the labor materials. You go, well, uh, what if I front all these materials mm -hmm. first? Hey, I'll meet you. I'll meet you. Let's I'll meet go and you get some material. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, when you get a job, they don't pay you up front. Right. Wait two weeks to get that paycheck. Right. But, but that said, the good contractors won't start without any money mm -hmm. because they've gotten screwed too, just yeah, like right. investors have gotten screwed. Right. Yeah. So if you find a good contractor that just having that conversation and seeing how they deal with it, Oh, is this a conversation they've had before with other investors and they know how to handle it? That's really what you're looking for mm -hmm. because the, you want the guy that's going to work with you, not only in the beginning, but all along the way. Mm -hmm. And so if something goes way over budget, you're like, all right, we can't do this $20,000 change order, but what can we do for this amount that'll look good and add value to the house? Right. And that's the importance of working with Boomerang Capital because you've been in that seat, like we talked yeah. about. So one of the things that, what did you call her name? Karen. Karen. Yeah. One of the things Karen could have did was just come to you and say, hey, Andrew, you know what? I don't think I want to spend the 80 grand. I don't want to right. use this 80 grand budget. What do you think I should do? What's the avenue I should take? And you may say, hey, okay, don't do the 80 grand. Let's see what we can get done for half the budget right. or three quarters of the budget. Here's a good contractor you can use. Yeah. I vouch for him because you've been in that position sure. before. And now she has the confidence that she needs to get it done. Plus she saved, you know, money in the process versus trying to get out there and do it yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So as we wind down, is there, all our business associates usually have like a special offer for Azria members. So if an Azria member calls you and want to work with you, is there any benefits or anything of or discounts or anything? Yeah, so we'll do a $950 flat fee for loan origination. Oh, perfect. Yeah, awesome. that's 12% okay. interest, but yeah. you can get that, get your cost down up front. Save some money there. And then Love absolutely, if you. anyone calls from Azria, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I'm a value to that project and not an obstacle they have to overcome. Cool, man. Okay. Yeah, awesome. I want to be a partner on their team, not, not someone on the outside trying to hold up the deal.
Love it. Appreciate yeah. that. And you land throughout Arizona. Arizona, yeah. There's okay. a few. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go to Ajo. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I'll yeah. Prescott, Flagstaff, Payson, Tucson, Casa Grande. We love all those areas, and of course, everything in Maricopa County. Cool. Perfect. How do we get hold of you? Andrew at boomerangcapital.com. dot mm-hmm. My Instagram handle is best flipping lender. Cool. Mm-hmm. Or I got a. I'm sure we'll post some numbers up there with yeah. my cell phone and stuff but yeah. yeah we'll put everything down in the description yeah but yeah if you want to meet andrew in person come to the monthly meeting you're usually there right or I'm someone there. on your team yeah. yeah you're there i try to be there everyone yeah. yep come to monthly meeting second monday of the month uh venue 8600 meet andrew give him a call hit him up on social media borrow some money yeah. pay him yeah. back yeah. some more <laughs> let's do some deals yeah. let's do yeah. it so andrew is offering you guys the free rehab calculator the 950 dollars loan origination flat fee active list list of all wholesalers so he got much more to give to you so reach out to andrew reach out to boomerang capital and let's get you fixing and flipping yeah absolutely i appreciate it guys thanks for being here all right thank you guys another wonderful successful show as ria show you all know what to do every monday at 8 a.m the show goes live 8 a.m on all podcast platforms and also on youtube Thank you so much for being loyal listeners. And then let me and Mike know how we're doing. Give us a review. Let us know if we suck. Okay, give us a one star. But hopefully we get that five star review. Yes, yes. And, and one thing I do want to say, if there's one star reviews, I'll blame it on Mike. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for being loyal listeners. Until next time, enjoy your day. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening to The Azria Show with your hosts, Marcus Maloney and Mike Delpreet. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you found this information valuable, head over to azria.org and learn more about our community.